Hello, welcome to another episode of The Parrot Nest. This is your host, Cole. (laughs) (laughs) It's so hard not to say that. (laughs) Does the podcast you listen to, they say that? No. You just like to say that? Kind of. Yeah. And I'm the co-host. That's right. Just kidding, we're both hosts. Um, But it feels... Well, host and a co-host is the same, right? I don't know. Maybe. They sound like one's a little more important than the other. Well, in that case, I'm the host. Right. (laughs) This is this season's episode of The Parrot Nest. Yeah, since we haven't done one in three months. Four. Four months. Yeah. That's bad, guys. Yeah, it's really bad. So we have... This this whole episode today is going to be about... Um, honestly, just updates, I think. Like, there's a few stories that I want to make sure I get on here, but um, it's going to be updates because we've had we a lot. A lot. It's been a lot, guys. Yeah. And it's been crazy. So the last time we recorded an episode was just a few days after Callum was born. We kind of recounted, which I'm so surprised we did that. But I we recounted, which I'm glad we also did that. Because I, I don't remember. remember. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's why we did it. Right. It's because last time with Asher, we had like so much memory loss that we knew that in a month we wouldn't remember exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And but... that's part of the point of doing it. Honestly, this is, that is why we do this podcast. One, because it's kind of fun for us. And for two, the biggest reason is because we want to look back and kind of look at the documentation of our kids growing. Yeah, we've talked about that before. It's mostly an audio journal. It's a way for us to like journal everything that's happening in the family and in the funny stories. And I think we're getting to the funny story part. I always was like, we're going to tell funny stories. It's going to be really funny. Um, like when your kids start saying funny things. And- right. Or doing funny things. And I, now that Asher's a year and a half, you know, we're getting there. So mm-hmm. Almost a year and a half. We're like, right there. He's almost being really funny all the time. So anyways, today's going to be an update podcast because there's been so much. It is June 3rd today. And last time we recorded this, like I said, was just after Asher was born. Or not Asher, Callum. Um, So it's been four months now. And we have a lot that's happened in four months. So, So right now, Asher is 18 months. And Callum is about to turn four months. On the fifth, he'll be four months. And Asher will be 18 months when? He is 18 months. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Crazy. Yep. Um. Well, okay. So, the number one, the first thing we want to go through, I guess we're going to have three big life update parts that we're going to talk about. Uh, number one, we want to talk about how the first four months of Callum being uh, with us has been and what we've kind of, yeah, it is like stuff we've learned and how it's been harder and stuff like that. We'll just kind of talk about that. The second thing is Leah and I and Asher and Callum um, bought a house. And so we want to talk about that experience and shopping for a house and buying a house and the fears and scary things and all that stuff. And we moved. We're in the house now. We're in the new podcasting room. It's been like in the in the for east a week and a couple days. House. We are in the east wing. Actually, we're in the central wing of the house. 
Yes. In the podcast. In the center room. In the spot. <laughs> in the podcast room. Mm. Specific for podcasting. <laughs> um, and then the third thing is Leah got a new job mm-hmm. and started a new job. So there's a lot of stuff that – oh, and wrapped into that is the boys are going to daycare. Yeah. So that's a lot of stuff. We'll see how much of it we can cover. I think we can cover it all, at least a little bit. Yes. We can kind of go back into like in in depth maybe a little more in the next podcast. But um, first, I wanted to just do a quick little story time, if that would be okay with the co-host. That is approved. <laughs> um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was Asher um, fell and hurt himself. Do yeah. you remember? Yep. So I do have it on video, but um, for other... Explain why. Well, I was filming Asher just having fun in the backyard. So it wasn't like I was like, oh, he's doing something dangerous. Let me film it. But yeah. if you say I have it on video, then it's just kind of weird. <laughs> but anyways, I just wanted to recount this because it was, it was terrifying at the time. This was like two months ago or so, maybe even less, maybe a month and a half ago. Um, probably about a month and a half ago ish, but Asher was out in the backyard and he loves playing with sticks. And so he has a big stick and he's on the kind of the deck, which is like a foot off the ground. Uh, and he's over by kind of the plastic trash can that is by the grill and he's hitting the stick on the, on the trash can. And, um, he kind of turns to me and smiles because he's making this noise and steps off the deck between the, the, um, the deck and the, uh, water, the, the drain. Yeah. That like the gutter drain. Mm -hmm. And so he falls and his head goes right between the gutter drain and the deck. It has one of those elbows on it where you can lift up the end of the drain for like mowing and stuff like that. And so in that spot, there's a little spot cut out right at that elbow. And so literally the whole drain, it's it's like a circle. Like other than, a, like there was no reason why it should have cut his head. Except for this tiny piece that on that cutout circle, there's an edge. And there's one edge. Mm-hmm. And he hit his head on that. Yeah. And just, like I didn't even, like in the video, I think I remember just kind of being like, oh, like I just thought like, Oh, he's he's maybe gonna be upset, but he's like nothing. You know, he didn't hit his head like trauma or anything. But anyways, I go to pick him up, like not thinking much of it, and I pick him up and I turn him towards me, and blood is just running down his face, and he has like he starts crying, and from this from this his kind of back uh, in his hairline above his forehead, yeah, blood is just like running down and it's dripping off of his chin at this point already. By the time I get him in the house and it's dripping on my clothes and on his clothes, it was crazy. So, anyways, I just like very quickly got kind of a rag and and wiped it like off of his face, trying to see this cut and see you know what the um, the level of cut was, I guess. And I'm um, upstairs pumping, mm-hmm. and so Cole's like cleaning up Asher to decide, <laughs> or before I come down. <laughs> Mm-hmm. so that I don't freak out. Right. Yeah. So I, cause I knew you might, and I thought that was a pretty responsible move. To I be probably honest. would have, honestly. Yeah. I think that's not, 
It wasn't me trying to be whatever. I was like literally Leo will freak out. Yeah. So I cleaned him up. And really by the time I got his head wiped off, I could see that the cut was pretty deep. Um, but not like to the point of needing stitches, we don't think. <laughs> um, but he, uh, yeah, it stopped bleeding. So. Yeah, long story short, we had our first. Do we take this kid to the emergency room? Right. <laughs> <laughs> or not? We went. And then uh, he also got, um, he has a scar now. He probably will have a little scar. Yeah, well, he does right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could go away, I guess, but. Um, okay, so that was the first story. I just want to make sure we get that on, uh, on the record, on the record, be honest with our listeners. Um, and then the second one was one that happened yesterday. Oh, no. Yeah. So this would have been one of those. Was that? Yes. Yeah, it was yesterday. This would have been one of those super funny stories to like tell, um, me about. Yeah, exactly. If you didn't know. So that's why I want I want to get to the point where hopefully we can keep stories from each other so I can tell you and you can They're have too a, funny. I know, but that's why we need to make sure we hold them because the reaction is part of the funniness. That's when you listen to a podcast and the guy tells the other person the story and then the dude's having that very first reaction. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's so funny. So anyways, pretend like you have not heard this. Actually, don't pretend. That'd be weird. But... So Leah and I are sitting in the living room, and Ash is supposed to go down for a second nap, and he's kind of crying. And um, and he's and, been talking for a while. Like, you can tell that he's not napping, but then he starts crying. So I let him cry for a few minutes. And then I said, Cole, will you go get Asher? And I'm holding Callum. I'm, like, feeding Callum or getting him to go to sleep or something. So I asked Cole to go get Asher from, up from his nap. And... Cole goes in his room. Mm-hmm. And I walk in his room, and he's sitting up in his in his sleep sack, and he. No, he didn't say, have. He didn't have any clothes on. Because it was too hot to have his sleep sack on, so we had taken off his pants, and he was just sleeping with a blanket and a shirt and a shirt on. Yeah, that's and a right. Diaper, that's obviously. right. Oh my gosh, that's right. So first mistakes right there. Um, I walk in there, and Asher, for whatever reason, he usually doesn't poop during his nap, but he had pooped, and during this time, he was so he was reaching his hand into his diaper, and like essentially grabbing poop and like smearing it on himself and in his hands on his bed and in his like um in his like on his blankets and on really he was just in bed playing with his poop yeah just it was and he kind of gets rashy if he has poops in his diaper too long so maybe he was just uncomfortable and like Rubbing itching his butt or something yeah but and, either way there was poop everywhere and he had Cole access to yells it. at me a few times and so immediately i know that it's poop related incident <laughs> and so i put callum down and i go in there and cole says turn on the bath <laughs> or turn on the bath yeah and i was like okay and i go in there and turn on the shower instead of the bath because that's gross but it was crazy <laughs> yeah we have not had an incident like that before Mm-hmm. It was bad, but uh it happened. So um anyways, those are the two big stories really. 
I feel like the next, like, we just want to kind of get right to uh, the kind of the updates and just kind of talk about. a lot going on, guys. So let's talk about the first four months of Callum's life. So Cole took off the first month. Yep. About. Yeah. Um, on paternal. Paternity leave. leave. And the majority Which is... Which was awesome. And he played with Asher and helped a lot, mostly with Asher. Um, and making meals and things like that. And it was in February, and so it was snowy and cold time. And it was a good time to be home. Yeah, uh, so I stayed home and mostly just... Honestly, this is... The second kid is when having a baby or having a paternity leave is like really important i feel like because the first time it's like yeah like lee and i are just playing with asher the whole time and like one holds him and the other doesn't you can kind of watch tv and mm-hmm. pass the baby between the two of you and watch a lot of documentaries yeah do stuff like that but this time you have a full-time job because you're watching you know yeah. a, a toddler Mm-hmm. Who's running around the whole time, and then Le- so now one person is is attached to the baby, which was Leah. You know she's breastfeeding and doing all that, and and caring for him, and I'm pretty much just watching Asher and making sure he's doing good. And so in in one way, it was really great, and I I loved like getting extra, like getting a month that I just got to like dedicate to like spending with Asher every day. So. It was like weird because it was like my paternity leave for Callum, but um, so in, in a way I kind of feel like bad because I'm like, well, shoot, in a year from now I'm gonna want to take a paternity leave just to spend a year or a month with that with Callum. You just take a month off. I guess I could, yeah, but. And if you call it paternity leave, it's too. Paternity vacation. Yeah, yeah. A father vacation. Yeah, then people would feel like it's too politically incorrect to shame you for doing it. <laughs> so they'd have to be like, mm, what a good father. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, so that was really good. But honestly, I think Callum's been like such an easy baby. Yeah, I feel like we said that with Asher too. Yeah, we did. And I think we are like very, very blessed in so many ways. And Callum wasn't colicky either. Mm. He was breastfeeding fairly well, like, for a little while. Mm. No. Really. His two-month appointment, he got, he was underweight. Right, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about him just, like, because people have issues with, like, him, like, babies latching and being able to eat at all. Callum yeah, wasn't eating Yeah, until we enough. found out he wasn't, Callum was eating great. We thought right. he was eating great. So he was not eating enough. Because so that's what we did find out like a month or so is that he wasn't eating enough. Um, he has a little bit of a lip tongue tie that we ultimately decided not to operate on. Um, because of whatever reason, I think we decided or we were told that it's just not like we're transferring Callum to a bottle anyway. You know, after he's pretty much. Always drink he had out already of gotten now. used to the bottle, and we were transferring them to a bottle anyways. And he... Yeah, they just didn't see the need to do it now. It was a really long process to get to that answer. It was really annoying, and mm-hmm. a few appointments and a lot of opinions 
where nobody wanted to give me an actual opinion about what we should do, but that's eventually what was decided. So, when Calum is six, we will see if we have to, (laughs) if we still have to do something about it, but right now he's gaining weight and he's happy, so. Right, and I think for me at least, like I was probably having a little bit more of a harder time bonding with Callum maybe than I did with Asher. Um, especially because I think for two reasons is like, number one, I had so much time with Asher at the beginning when he was born, it was just me, you and Asher. So hundred percent of my time for babies was dedicated to Asher. Yeah. Where, and then, so that's like, number one with Callum, I didn't get that at all. Really. I mean, we had, I had time with them, but not a lot. And, um, we had Asher and, and honestly, I think the number two reason is that Asher is at a stage of life now where he's so interactive that mm-hmm. I am very much leaning and like, it, I am very much more drawn to like, let me spend time with Asher or like, I, I don't mind doing that where like, I think I struggle paying attention to Callum as much or I was, especially I think I'm a lot better now, but, um, at the beginning, especially. So that's been my struggle. Yeah. Um, in the first, honestly, it, again, I don't remember a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of a blur. Um, oh, you know what? My dad got married. That's oh, another yeah. thing. Holy My God. dad got married to Miss D, Grandma D. And Make so we sound threw like an old lady by saying it like that. Grandma D. Miss oh, Miss D. Miss D. Yeah, that's Ms. not D. what we call her. I like to call her that. It's cute. <laughs> and she so we held hosted the quote unquote reception, which was just her immediate family and all their children mm-hmm. and their spouses. And so that was a lot of work. So the first three weeks of maternity, they were hard. You do like the first week, first two weeks, maybe you're kind of on an adrenaline rush almost. Like you're, you, the exhaustion hasn't really set in. And then on week three, it really settles in. And I was just completely exhausted. And it was on week three. Callum was three weeks old when we hosted this. And when, yeah. And so that was very difficult. Mm. And recovering from that was difficult. I was so tired. I was so exhausted. It was crazy. Um, And then, so the first few weeks are definitely the hardest. And then after that, honestly, Callum... He woke up a couple times a night. He always consistently woke up at like 4.30 mm-hmm. or so. We would wake him up at like 11 or 12 ever since the beginning when I would go to bed. And then we would put him to sleep and he'd sleep till like 4.30, 5 o'clock. Mm. And so we were, I was always really lucky because I at least got like a four or five hour stretch of sleep even in the beginning and a lot of people don't get that a lot of people it's every two hours especially in the beginning so i think for me that only lasted a few days 
And at this point, he's four months old. And last night, like maybe for a week, he hasn't woken up before seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. And we've been putting him to down or to bed to down <laughs> to bed earlier at like nine or ten. Yeah. So we're super blessed with that that area. And he naps pretty well. And he's getting more like, um, you know, he's four months old now, so he's getting a lot more like he's looking at you and he can see you across the room and he mm-hmm. smiles at you. So I'm having a lot bet more like a, an easier time, at least with like, I don't know, quote unquote, like bonding, you know, with, with him. Right. Where like, I think I maybe did probably a little bit struggle with that bonding experience for some reason, weirdly enough. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it's bonding is like a weird thing to talk about with your child because it's like they come out and you immediately feel that like love, you know, that like affection of like, I want the best for this baby and it's life and I want to do everything for him and I would die for this little baby and all the things that you're like thinking and all those like your heart's like exploding, but then you're still like pretend like just kind of, I feel like for me, it's like knowing that I'm going to be so close to him, but not really feeling that where it was like, Cause I didn't have all the initial wave of first experiences like you do with Asher, you know, with like the first baby comes all the first things. So you're like, I want to hold this baby and all he pooped. Let me change him. And oh, how cute. Let me change his outfit. And like, I wasn't having that, you know, I've already done it and I, I don't love it enough to like, just want to do it for the enjoyment of itself, I guess. So it was like, definitely the first kid got blessed with all the, uh, uh, enjoyment from all the simple things, I guess, where, I don't know, I struggled with the second one a little bit with just... Well, you even did that with the pregnancy. Really? Like, you didn't, like, the first Mm. pregnancy, Cole would go to all my appointments, he had his app of things that were happening with the baby and with me, and he would check it constantly. Check it almost every day. More than every day. Just constantly. It was like a social media check. (laughs) Like, you mm-hmm. get Instagram, Facebook, and then... But then, like, the fruits, and I'd be like, oh, Asher's the size of a cantaloupe today, and Asher's the size yeah. of a, pal- a melon today, and all those different things were, like... Different weights. We'd go to breakfast with every appointment. He would go to every appointment. And with this one, I think Cole went to the first couple appointments, and he went to my ultrasound. Was it because of, like, and... smell? Probably because of COVID. After that, you didn't go to any of them. Because of COVID, for one, and for two, the fire. The fire was a huge, last year was a huge time. Warp? Well, you just had so much time constraints. Oh, yeah. Like, you weren't, your schedule wasn't nearly as lenient. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, that was a really big bummer, and I think that affected your ability to bond. And for one, you didn't care as much. Right. Like nearly as much. About and so what? about the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You weren't nearly as excited. You just didn't care as much. You already knew what was going on. You didn't need to check. Right. I think that's so, that's not the way. Like I was obviously excited about the pregnancy, but not excited about like, oh what's happening? Like I already Well there's a difference it. between being excited like a two and excited like nine. No, okay, because I feel like the way you're making it sound is I wasn't excited to have a baby. 
you were excited about having a baby. You weren't excited about the process. Right. Yes. And so then Callum came and he had to take care of Asher all the time. And the difference between taking care of one baby and two babies is a pretty big difference. And so we had to learn how to do that. And it took Cole a lot longer to learn Mm -hmm. it with Callum. He always would say, oh, he doesn't like me. (laughs) Like, no, he doesn't not like you. You just don't know what he wants. I still don't think he liked me. He did. (laughs) (laughs) And I still hold by this, that people don't think babies, especially dads, are like, the baby likes you better. It's because the mom spends 24 hours a day with them. They know that he wakes up, he eats, and he eats about four ounces, and then he'll stay up and play for about an hour and an hour. And twenty minutes of that hour, you can put him down. The rest of it, he wants to be held. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you have to start putting him to sleep, and you have to hold him like this to go to sleep. And so, to a dad, he doesn't, or to someone that doesn't spend twenty-four hours a day with them, they can't figure out that you can't hold him in the crook of your arm just like that you have to hold them like that and put their passy in and kind of cover their eyes with a little blanket and right so so it's just like but i think people always say oh they don't like me no you just don't know what they want but that you have to also acknowledge how hard it is because of that i know but you would always say that, and I always say, no, it's not that he doesn't like you. It's just that you don't know what he wants. Right, because anyways, like that, like I just remember because you would go to the store or whatnot, and it's like you have to relearn how to take care of a baby. Like, exactly, because every baby is so different. Right, so it's, and but you, I, I just remember thinking this, like, you'd, I'd call you or do something, and you'd make me, it was almost like you'd talk and, and wouldn't necessarily, like, acknowledge the difficulty I was having where I'm sitting there like I'm doing all the stuff that I know flipping <laughs> this baby around holding him in different positions trying to do this thing and he's just screaming and I, like it was because I don't I don't deal with him every day like well not every day I don't deal with him all day so it's like I'm at work and I, I come only home. see him once a week <laughs> <laughs> so I was like that's it was I just found that this pregnancy I was not pregnancy like right after Callum was born. I think Leah and I, but like both of us were very like short with each other. And I was very, not very patient with Callum, not necessarily like, yeah, just like if he started crying, I would be like, "Mm." I don't know what it was in me, but like, you know, I just, I think like my patience level, I think I'm a lot better now. I don't know if it's like the buildup of stress or whatnot, but like just how much, I was just always frustrated, it felt like. Yeah. And I think it also just spends, you spend so much energy on Asher, or we spend so much energy on Asher. When it was Asher just a baby, we talked about it. Like, one of us would be taking care of Asher all the time when he was awake, but when he was sleeping, we could rest. Mm-hmm. And with Callum, when Callum's sleeping, you don't rest. You still have to take care of Asher. Yeah. And their sleep schedules are not the same. Right. And so it was just a lot more energy all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like I said, we're super lucky that the kids sleep pretty well. If they didn't, then I don't know where we would be. And a lot of we stuff. Be in a loony bin. Like 
he also like doesn't like Callum never really spit up. He's starting to spit up now, but he like didn't spit up at all. Like we never even carried around spit rags or anything with mm-hmm. him for like maybe it's because he wasn't eating enough, but <laughs> and now he is eating enough. I mean, well, he case. was like I said, it was two at his two month appointment. We found out that he was underweight, and now he's four months. So, um, yeah. it's been a while since he's been eating enough. Yeah, but he's just now kind of starting to spit up a lot more. So it's kind of he's undergoing yeah. a change there. But it's kind of weird. He can roll over if you put him on his tummy. He can roll over to his back now. Yeah, and, and if he's on his back, he can roll to his side. He doesn't roll to his stomach, but he can roll on his right. side. Right. But um, but he's so cute right now. He just smiles all the time. If you smile and he talks to you and he, he laughs a little bit. He doesn't mm-hmm. really full laugh. It's more just like a kind of okay. chuckle. Yeah. He more just talks to you. But Asher is so cute with him. Asher always wants to hand him his passy. If Callum is crying... Then Asher wants to hand him his passy. Mm-hmm. Like the like, other day, Cole was watching him. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I was in the kitchen, and or was I in the kitchen? Something like no, that. No, you were watching him. No, I yeah. was at the store. Or no, I was at my uh, physical. And I was watching him, and I had Asher was crying, and or Callum was crying in the kitchen, and I was holding him and trying to make him feel better, and. And, and I feel like a little bump on my leg. And then I look down and Asher's just standing there sucking on his own passy. But then he's holding Callum's passy up <laughs> to me. And I get it from him and put it in Callum's mouth. But it was the cutest thing. I was like, thank you, Asher. And it was just so sweet. He's a super cute little brother. Or big brother. So also I'm, I'm trying to um, think of anything else that. Asher might have done as a good baby or a good brother. I'm also just in the last few minutes before we transition, I'm feeling guilty already because I'm imagining 20 year old Callum upset at mom and dad for not audio logging <laughs> the first four months. The first four months. Well, because we're going to listen to this and it's going to be like, Callum, you are just, you're four months old. You don't do much. Yeah, but we recorded stuff for Asher. That's my... I mean, maybe. We also probably talked about other stuff, too. Because we didn't have a lot. But anyways, I just want to make sure we're covering. Like, I'm like, what else is Callum doing that, like, we need to make sure we covered? Or... Callum poops a lot. The relationship he, between him and Asher. four ounces. Callum thinks Asher's funny. He It's cute because Asher will be, like, smiling at him. Mm-hmm. And give him kisses and stuff. And now Callum smiles about it. So... It used to be... Asher would always give Callum kisses because he realized very early on that that's a way to get attention and that people think it's cute. And so he'll always walk up to Callum and kiss him on the head. But now he does it without us watching. Yeah, I think Asher's really starting to... Now that Asher at first didn't really care about Callum, you know, he was like, just there's a baby here. And then, and then it became like, this baby is here now. And now Asher wants to, like, spend time with around him or like touch it he goes up and touches him a lot like he'll touch his foot and, and uh or like kiss him and get down next to him i have a cute mm-hmm. video of that but it's gonna be really cute when callum starts to react to asher doing those things yeah i'm really excited for that 
Yeah, right now Callum just lays on the ground and Asher will go up to him. It's super sketchy because Asher still can't walk a straight line. But yeah. they both are starting to kind of enjoy it, which is really cute. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I don't think we're missing anything else with Callum in his first. Uh, I'm sure we are. His all the rest of his things. I'm trying to remember, but yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll touch base on some of this other stuff too. Again, we're just kind of going overview of everything. So, mm-hmm. um, Callum's really cute, and we love him a lot. And it's really hard having two kids mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of one. That's been a we didn't even really talk about that whole thing. Just like just not even with the boys themselves, but like how hard it's been to transition to having it be like doing things, anything with two kids now. Like I can imagine having one kid and being like, Hey babe, like, can you stay here? And I'm going to go to King Supers. Can I, can you like, I might bring Asher, you know, like that and leave the one person here to like keep watching their movie or their show. Can you, like, that'd be so sick. (laughs) Just sounds so like relaxing. Not that we don't want either of the boys, obviously. We love having them both. But it just is like the being able to look back on like a few months back or a few months ago and be like, man, that was like adding another one is hard. And it is worth it. Obviously, I keep saying that stuff. But um, having two babies is really, really tough because it is constant attention. Constant mm-hmm. Like, when they're up, they need attention, both of them. So if, if you're here, like, when when I pick the boys up, you know, and, and I'm, or whatever, I'm here with both of them, that's so difficult because you are always, like, trying to distract one. And, yes, we use the TV to distract mm-hmm. Asher yeah. a fair amount. And we probably shouldn't as much, but we like to show him educational TV shows. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Moana. And like Moana and Zootopia. Frozen 2. Good family values. Mm-hmm. So anyways, we have uh, the educational programming that we show him sometimes. Most of the time. Not really. But uh, anyways, we do that. And it's just really tough having two kids. And we might, I think maybe we'll talk about that on like another podcast of just like challenges of two parents and stuff like that. Yeah. I saw this meme the, or this like thing that was like this woman says like, my husband, or I woke up this morning and and texted my the my my son's dad and said like it's your weekend with the boys and he got mad at me because he because like because they're still married <laughs> yeah or something like that like it was like I wish I could I told that a little better but that's essentially what it is like he's mad at me now because he, we're still. Because we're still here, we yeah. Because we live in the same house or something like that. And I was like, "That's so funny." She's like, "Wakes up, she's like, it's your it's weekend, your weekend with, to play with the kids." Like a divorced family. It really does is. sometimes feel like that, where it's like, "You're, it's your turn to wake up with Asher and feed him breakfast on Saturday." So oh, I remember, and I'm this is gonna haunt me from the beginning, is because I remember one of the one of the first podcasts we did. I was like, kind of just talking about how easy it is, not easy, but I was like, "Man, you like if if your wife." is saying she needs something like it's not because she just is tired or um like she's just trying to get out of doing it like she really does need your help and 
so and two things I'm annoyed about that is I said that is because like number one, I have to always continue to think about that to be like, oh gosh, I have to keep doing this stuff because I've literally like called out my future self by saying that, by like saying like my wife does need help. But also number two is I don't necessarily believe it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I, if you're anything like me, which I think we're all alike and somewhat, we do ask for things sometimes just because we're tired, especially now, like having two kids or having just even one kid. But like, sometimes it does, after a while, you're just like, babe, can you get the bottle? Even though you're like, you're not overwhelmed at the moment. You're just sitting on the couch and and you want the other person to do it which is fine i'm not saying it's bad but i'm just saying i don't necessarily believe that it's like if they're asking it's because out of it's out of necessity you know mm-hmm. so i, I do think because i do that too i'm where i'm yeah. sometimes i'm just laying there like looking at my phone i'm like babe can you grab that baby or like i could do it but right. it'd be a lot better if you did so <laughs> You have anything to admit? I have a lot of things to say about that, but we're going to save that for a different, <laughs> a different podcast. Don't act all moral high ground on me. Fuck <laughs> you, don't do it. I'm I just am being honest. moral high ground. <laughs> really? I have never been selfish. Been selfish or asked you to change a dirty diaper. Yeah. Because I didn't feel like it. Mm hmm. But we do help each other. Anyways, we got to move to the next topic. So, um, number let's go to the next one, which is we bought a house. Yep. So, Lee and I moved. Um, we had, let me just give the quick backstory, is Lee and I, we've probably talked about this in the last podcast, maybe. But we, uh, our lease, we were renting a place. Um, and the lease ended May 31st. May 31st and we had to give a 90-day notice. So, um, so really, yeah, we did this after the last podcast. So at the end of February is when we had to do it, but we literally had to decide that was another big stressor in our life is, is we had to decide, you know, at that moment, like, are we going to rent again and look for a place to rent, um, and give the 90 day, or are we going to stay here, um, and not, not rent or not, uh, move, but stay in this house another year, commit to another year or, are we going to commit to buying a house? You know, we thought it's a good time to buy a house when the market's kind of crazy, which we'll go into, but also like with the, um, just prices are continuing and inflation is, you know, with last everything that's happened during COVID, you know, inflation is a big thing and, and retail or not retail, uh, real estate's one of those ways that, uh, we feel you can kind of protect yourself from some of that inflation, um, Thing, and, and a lot of that kind of stuff. I'm, Interest rates are really low. Right. Interest rates are right crazy here. low with loans. Um, we, We've been renting a really long time. Last year, we paid off all our debt right before we got into another. We had a long history of jobs, still, stability. We were in a really good place to buy a house. We just had finances. It was just a really crummy time in our lives. Like, to buy a house in so many ways, even though so many ways it made sense. Mm-hmm. In the end, we decided that more ways made sense. It was the, we that. had the means that we might not have again, mm-hmm. and we might regret it in a yeah. year or two years when we're able to do it again, you know, and, and we might not have the job with the, yeah, the job stability or 
or history and all that stuff. So ultimately we decided to buy a house and we ended up being able to buy a house luckily, which was amazing. Um, and we ended up moving to Loveland, Colorado. Yep. We put in six offers on a home. Most of them were above asking price. Yeah. It took us probably two months. Well, don't don't jump too far forward yet. Yeah, but yeah, at least two months looking. But I wanted to talk about just like that experience of even just looking where it's like, I remember Lee and I started looking and we started going to see a lot of houses and we were being pretty picky at the beginning. Not really. Well, we were we being... put in on offers the first oh. week. But I mean like on the houses that we would go see. We didn't see any houses in Loveland, remember? For a while. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we were... Yeah, so we didn't see houses we were just kind of being picky with the ones we would go see um obviously we were very rushed like when when you saw a house that you were remotely interested in you you made an offer right away because by the end of the week it was gone like i'm not exaggerating when i say that like by the end of the week people have their house up for sale for one weekend from like maybe thursday or friday through sunday and on sunday they take the highest offer Mm mm-hmm yeah i mean it was it was just the days and it was gone so and in those four days they have 20 offers Mm -hmm. that's just the market that we're in right now and so colb and i started out looking in windsor johnstown fort collins uh we landed on windsor we really liked windsor Mm -hmm. and then after a month or so we realized we weren't going to be able to buy a house in windsor there's just not enough houses we would maybe have one maybe come up per week that was in our range yeah price range and so we had to look in Loveland because they just have a lot more in our price range yeah and come up and that's where we ended up finding a house well yeah and just to go back again I mean we're looking at houses like it took about two offers on a house before I like got burnt out. Yeah. I mean, cause it's, it was tough. I mean, it was like Lee and I were making decisions. Like we'd go see a house. We'd be like, this house is super cute. Right. And we'd be looking at it and be like, you know, this we could we'd be like walking through and be like, we could put the boys in here and we could put the boys in there and we could have this here. And this is a guest room and slash office or, Ooh, I could put the, I'd have room for a guest bedroom and an office, you know, like how cool would that be? And just backyard would be great for the boys. And you're starting to play this out and game it in your mind. And Mm -hmm. you make that offer. And that offer was 20, 30 above asking, you know, um, 20, like, like, yeah, like 15 to 20 above asking, uh, buying the house as is. I mean, there was all these contingencies, things like that. Um, and, and then just to hear back, like, nope. In fact, there was an offer for fifty grand over. You know, it was just mm-hmm. like after. And they f- paid cash. Yeah, and they paid cash or something like that. Like after fifty, or not after fifty, after like a few of those, I just kind of was like, oh man, this is like. And there were a few that we didn't even put offers in on because our agent would call the broker. And they'd be like, what do we have to do to be competitive? And he'd be like, well, we already have offers for 30 grand over. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay, thank you. Let's yeah, so our agent would call us, and then Lee and I were all excited at home, thinking he's going to call to say, like, hey, this is going to be the offer. And then he'd call and say, hey, we can't be competitive on this property. Mm-hmm. You know, that you'd be happy to buy at whatever they're asking for. So Yeah, exactly. That's the most frustrating thing is that we we were just happy to buy a house at an asking price. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it's like these weren't the most – perfect house either like you were making you're making sacrifices on something usually like you were like oh small rooms or or small kitchen or like weird living room or um not a great backyard or something like that but ultimately um we ended up yeah like looking in Loveland we kind of opened ourselves up because we were getting pretty close to the end there and um opened ourselves up to Loveland a little more um ended up going on a few showings and, and saw a property that, you know, was newly remodeled and, um, again, had some imperfections, but had a great huge lot in the backyard and a lot of potential for the backyard. And, uh, um, yeah. And like I said, newly remodeled, some things that had to be done inside and, and things like that. But, um, ultimately we ended up like making an offer on that property and on this property. And then that's the house that we got the offer and, or we got it accepted and um, moved under contract, which was like a huge moment. Yeah, that was crazy. And that was, yeah. And literally when that happened that weekend, we were like, this is the last weekend we can look for houses. After this, we're going to have to find a place to rent. Mm-hmm. Because in one month we have to be out of this house and we don't have a place to live with our kids. Yeah. So So we went under contract and there was a few hiccups throughout the whole kind of process um, with the home. Like we or we got we went through FHA, which I hope to probably never do again. Um, I I'm sure it's a program that's supposed to help you, which I know it is for first time home buyers. But even going through this process, I'm not really fully sure of how they do that. Or why? Um, Financially. Yeah, because they're like, they're still like, hey, yeah, I know you don't have a whole lot to put down, but we're also going to like punch you with this mortgage insurance every month. So it's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird program. I would definitely not, like if you have the ability to not do it, I would say don't do it if you can, but it also helped us get into a home. telling the people that don't have a mortgage, because I had no clue. I figured mortgage insurance would be like $50 a month, $100 a month. It's like $250 a month. Yeah, but it's, it's built like, into the mortgage, luckily. Yeah, you pay it in your mortgage monthly payment. And so when you're sitting there doing math on what a mortgage would be on a $400,000 home, well, add $250 to that mm. and then see what kind of mortgage you can afford. Yeah. It's just kind of crazy. I did not know that until we got a home loan. Well, so it, just to the person that has not gotten a home loan, mortgage yeah. insurance is $250,000 or $250 a month. And so you can either that or have 20% down. Right. Exactly. So that's kind of the, it was, it was a tough thing, but there was a bunch of contingencies and ultimately I had to come over to this property and help on a few different like kind of construction projects and met the seller and worked with them a few times. And luckily we had an amazing seller who was able to really work with us to work on this process to, to do some of these things that the appraiser um, wanted to have done or to get the go ahead to move forward. And 
and uh, they were really great to work with. And <clears throat> and we ended up, yeah, closing on it. And uh, the great news was the appraisal came through like 10 grand over what we asked, which we asked like 20 grand over or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and we still, the appraisal still came in 10 grand over that. So again, buying this property, we already have 10 grand in equity, which is like so dope. But, but in this market. Yeah. It's not that crazy. Maybe it's that crazy, crazy, guys. It is crazy, but it's ultimately, it's, um, I think it'll all be worth it. And Lee and I kind of talked about, you know, the reason we decided to do this. And one of them is because that we're trying to make decisions right now that, like, while they might seem really hard or things like, maybe, like living in Loveland, like, Loveland isn't the number one place uh, we would want to live. But I think and there's ultimately, nothing wrong with Loveland. We just, wanted to live somewhere smaller yeah and but like there was a lot that i think honestly we don't didn't know about our situation and um like loveland's gonna actually be a lot better of a place than maybe some of the other places we were maybe gonna live so maybe i don't know there's just i think this will have a lot of its own benefits as well but um we want to make decisions now that will help ultimately further our future you know, with when the boys are a little older. So like buying a home now that, you know, isn't necessarily the, the perfect final home, you know, allows us to have time gaining equity with this home, you know, cause in five or so years, you know, when the, or maybe even longer, you know, when the boys, when we want to start thinking about like, Hey, you know, where do we want to live? We can choose a home in, in maybe Windsor and, and use the money that we can gain from selling a property we, we own or we have, you know, in order to get into another home that is maybe a dream home right. or a, a long-term home, like a, you know, one where all the boys will have rooms and um, we'll have guest bedroom and office and all these things that we want. So this is the decision we're making now so that way we can make that happen years from now. Yep. So, anyways, we buy the house. We're we homeowners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. So, we bought the house about a month and a half ago. We moved in two weeks ago on May 21st, 22nd. Mm -hmm. Saturday, whatever that was. Um, so, we've been here about a week and a half almost two weeks i guess mm -hmm. yeah about a week and a half we're still moving in to add to all the stress sometime before callum a job opening tell him about it um yeah right before callum a couple of weeks before i was due with callum cole came to me with a job opening for Larimer County, and it's for an administrative assistant for the emergency services unit for the sheriff's department. So that is not what Cole does. Cole works for the emergency services. Wrong. For the department. Wrong. Of, for the Larimer County emergency yeah. services coordinator oh my god logistics officer you don't even know what i do oh it's late it's 10 o'clock i were well then you shouldn't have committed the answer to saying that. 
emergency services department. I don't work for emergency services. Cole works for Larry McNally, Department of Emergency Services. Okay. And he no. does logistics for them. No, my gosh. <laughs> I work for the Larimer County Office of Emergency Management. And logistics is a tiny thing that I do for them. That's what I said. No, you said emergency <laughs> services. Emergency services exactly is who you work for. Emergency okay. management. The people listening don't know the difference. They're like, yeah, that's what she said. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Anyways. Anyways. anyways uh, and I was working at the dealership auto warehouse. Uh, for about five years as an emergency as an admin assistant kind of just as kind of a catch-all person part-time about 30 hours a week and so we talked about applying for this i said well i don't really know if i want to work full-time i don't really know if i want to change jobs and we in the end well we can apply or i'll apply and We'll see what happens because you get benefits, you get retirement, you get sick leave, vacation. It's a long-term career kind of like option. It's in the entry sheriff's department, which is a huge place with a lot of opportunity for growth. And, um, and so I applied February 23rd, I think was the closing date. And Mm -hmm. my start, it was a really long hiring process. It was a really, really long background check process. If you've ever known anybody that's tried to work at a sheriff's department, you know that it is a big pain in the butt. If you have ever lived with me, you got a phone call because that's how crazy it was. (laughs) They wanted to know if you knew of any... um, Anger outbursts I've ever had. Right. But, I mean. So I applied. After a long process, I got the job. And I started today. And I had to quit Auto Warehouse. That was really hard. Mm -hmm. I'm still really sad about it. None of you listen to the podcast. But if you do, I miss you. Mm Mm-hmm. And we had to put the kids in daycare, which was really hard well, for me. Well, hold on. let's We're going really fast. Um, well, we only have five minutes left. No, we can go a little extra over that. We've gone over that before. Oh, okay. I don't want to just rush through everything. Because we're talking about, like, the decision emotionally to, put, to like, do a full-time care. Okay. Or full-time work. Like, just talk about that. Like, how did you come to the, like... Like, talk about the struggle of, of that kind of decision. Well, a lot of it was financial. We're looking at buying a new house. Yeah. We're looking at our bills, just looking at a budget. I knew that I needed to go back to work. I knew that the boys would need to go to daycare. Could I afford to put the boys in daycare part-time if I'm only working for working part-time? Mm-hmm. Can we afford for to pay for two boys in daycare and the bills that we need paid while I'm working part-time? And it wasn't just a mortgage. I mean, if we went to, because we were moving out from having a roommate. So even right. if we rented, could we afford rent slash mortgage? All these things. Like, ultimately, we decided. Can we of, afford to live? Yeah. And... 
in northern Colorado. Yeah. And in the end, we decided no. And I like to work. And I like being around people. And Asher loves being around people. And he loves going to daycare where he did with Audrey. But, um, and so that helped make the decision. But the biggest thing, honestly, is financial. Like, Uh we live in northern Colorado. Either you got a really big gift from your parents for a down payment on a house, or you bought a house 10 years ago, or you live in a house where two people have to live. Two people have to work, and that's just in the reality that we live. And so, or that's the reality that Cole and I live in. If any of you have any really big surprises that we don't know about, Mm -hmm. DM us. Yeah, so I think, but it was a hard, like, decision. I remember us, like, working through that of, like, the stress you were having of, like, even just applying, like, just sit, like, pressing send, you know, on the application was, like, a very, like, oh, gosh, like, I'm committing now to, like, essentially putting the kids in daycare, and that was pretty, like, emotional, you know, I feel like. Yeah. Just, like, because you, there's all these, uh, these, I don't know, what what's the word, where it's, like, you feel, like, this pressures, you know, like, if you don't, if you're this, like, you need to be this type of mom. You need to be the mom that doesn't work. Or, you know, like, as yeah. a mom, there's just, you. like, I'm a dad, and I, I don't have that pressure. Like, I, I of course, like, I think I, I want to be home. And I'll talk about that here, like, in a few minutes on the end when we finish here. But, like, I have those two, but I don't have that pressure because it's, like, it is the expectation that I will be, I will go to work. So the expectation isn't that I'm going to spend eight, nine hours with my kids during the middle of the day. But with a mom, there is that, you know, and, and all these things. So I think it's like, you kind of get this extra little guilt of like, of not only having to work, but also wanting to like, for your own like emotional health, you know, to like wanting to, to, to work and pursue a career and, and um, have experiences outside like the home like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really hard to work through that process, and I haven't worked through it. It's very, well, I have a little bit, but I definitely am not through it. Like, I just, I still experience a lot of guilt just going to work. I mean, Cole take the boys to daycare this morning for their first day because I didn't think I could do it. I knew I could do it. I just knew that I would cry for sure. 100%. (laughs) And I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to start my day like that. And I just knew it was going to be really, really hard. I still have a lot of guilt just thinking about the boys going to daycare. I don't know. I do know. Someone once said to me, well, whoever watches the kids 40 hours a week is basically raising the children. So either the mother is raising her own children or the babysitter is. And so that has always stuck with me Jeez. very strongly. And I, I, I have a really hard time with that. Yeah. I don't, I still haven't convinced myself that I disagree with it. And by the way, what's um, Ginger is our daycare. And she says, I, when I walked in this morning, she saw it was me and not you. And she was like, oh, Liam must have slept in, accidentally slept in or something this morning. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe this just slept in. 
Yeah, so I think we'll have to probably take some, like, obviously we'll take time to more more process that, but we can even talk about it in, like, another episode later, but maybe we'll like, kind of more focus on stuff like that. But, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be, now we're going to go through that time of, like, having to process some of these things now because um, the last few months have been such, like, a blur of, these crazy changes that we've made and like kind of like we've processed some, but also like bottled some away in order to like compartmentalize, you know, and, and like yeah. make ourselves able to do some of these things. I think we'll have to figure out the best way to process those things because, you know, the hard part is I think um, ultimately there's no right way to parent, you know, and uh, there's wrong ways to parent obviously, but um there's no like one way to do it. And there's like, I've, I've been trying to like find way, like whole studies that I like send to Leah of like studies that show, you know, even some, some kids are even like are happier or whatever, um, or more benefited by going to daycare and these like things like that. And like, so I'm just like trying to find resources and things like that too. Cause, um, you know, I, I think there's, it's something that, you know, we're going to have to struggle through for a bit and figure out the right way to like, I don't know, work through it. Yeah. And today, honestly, drop or going to work was hard, but at work it was completely fine. Like I knew that Asher was having fun. I knew that Calvin was having fun. And yeah, it's all like synthetic, like guilt. Like it's yeah. this guilt that you've made up in your own mind based on things that you've heard from probably someone who doesn't know. Right. Well, you know, and, or have, like, that's an opinion, man. Uh, <laughs> that's your opinion, man. But, um, yeah, so it's, like, that's an unfair blanket to throw over society. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. there's a lot of very, very happy kids and very, very successful moms who were successful as moms, single moms even, who had to work, you know, and successfully raise their kids in a home, a loving home, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's an unfair blanket to throw over all of society is that you can't be an amazing mom and also work. Right. Because a lot of, some of these things, again, like going back to the investments, like these are investments we're making for the boys, you know? Now, it's because like this is a this is a career opportunity that came up that may not be there in two or three years, you know, and so that's why we ultimately like Leo kind of decided like I'm gonna pull the trigger and apply for this job is because like this is a job with benefits and with all these things like as we go forward, we you know are gonna be hopefully in a lot better place in three four years um, than we would have been by not doing it or else we wouldn't right. have done it so not saying it's not going to be hard emotionally on us to like kind of walk through and, and we're going to have moments of like weakness and still moments of doubt and guilt and things like that, but things that we're going to work through. So anyways, wanted to kind of touch on that like emotional part of like the decisions we've been making and, and right. honestly the emotional parts of like all of this, just to touch on like, even for me, like I don't realize the COVID has been such a bad thing for, for the world. Um, but in my world, you know, it's been, um, I was able to, to spend a lot of time working from home and 
a lot of time, like Leah's been on maternity leave, obviously, but then Asher's been home a lot. And, and so in the last four months, you know, I've seen them so much. And so even Asher going to daycare and Callum going to daycare today, you know, was even hard for me, but it was just the idea of these, like, these weird thoughts I've been having lately where I get like really sad being like, I'm not going to be able to see Asher in this way or do this anymore. I'm just like being really sensitive about stuff. So, yeah, you know, I think it's just, I think it's just, we've had two maternity leaves while the pandemic has happened. Like I didn't go back to work until like April or May of last year. Uh And I think it was May. Yeah. And so that's, Cole was home for a couple months while Asher was still a baby, real baby baby. Uh And then Callum, Cole's worked from home the whole time. He goes to work, like, he goes into the office on, like, Mondays and Tuesdays. But for the most part, for, like, 80% of the time, Cole works from home still. Yeah. But I think just, like, there's just been a lot. I feel like we're, like, a cup and, you know, the – the liquid is like emotion and our cups are very full, you know? And yeah, so like earlier when we were talking about raising the kids and how like we've been shorter, like, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're pretty overwhelmed right now. Well, Just yeah. emotion and everything going on. In the last four months, Lee and I have probably been most short with each other that we ever have been. We've been the most stressed than we ever have been. And it's been, like we said, they were having a baby. We had a baby. We got new a new job, had to quit my job, decided to do that. We had to find daycare. Which that we didn't was even a touch on that. Thing. I called 75 I think it was daycares. 80. I probably 80, including the it's 80 if you include all of the like references. state yeah, the references and the state services and the local We're not local exaggerating services. at all. Like yeah, no. Literally 80 different phone calls. Yeah. And there were two people that had availability, only one person that had availability right now. They could take both the boys. There were a lot of people that had openings, but not for under two. And we have two under two. Yeah. And so. But to be honest, I mean, just to touch on that, I think we feel, I feel very blessed with who is watching the kids and you know just you know with the fact that the lady is so sweet with them and she's older she only has those two so she dedicates all of her time to them she's not like a distracted in-home daycare person and i don't know if there's anyone like that but i just you know i think i'm very at this point comforted and and with who we have you know and and um you know i feel happy and and like i said yeah just blessed that to have her i think you know it's been like definitely an answer to prayer yeah so i think that's a big one and but that was a huge huge stressor because we're i found out i got this job thankfully it didn't start for more than a month like they told me a month i think it was three a month and three weeks or something like that after I got the phone call that said that I got the job. And so we think, well, we have to start. We have to find daycare within the month. 
So we're calling all these people. Nobody has any openings. I'm like, great, I got a job, and I literally don't know if I'm going to be able to take it because I don't know if there's daycare available. For one, and for two, a lot of them have insane prices, and we didn't that we can't afford. They're not for people in our tax bracket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. And at first, like I wasn't really thinking about it. I was like, oh, we do this week, and then we really like sat down with our budget, and then boom more stress it was just like oh my gosh we are screwed like i was for a few days like i was i've had a panic attack a real true panic attack i think once in my life and i was in florida working for another company away from leah kind of this like whole like i had this crisis in my my own imagination but i remember kind of going through that panic and like how that felt in my mind and and this i didn't have another panic attack but i got close and I just remember feeling the same emotions, like that heightened, like heartbeat. And where I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so scary. You know? Yeah. Like, For a minute, we literally didn't think that we could afford to have childcare. We didn't, we thought that I was going to have to not go to work because we could not afford to put both kids in childcare. Not only not go to work, but like have to then pick up a nanny gig. Like we're going to have to like, yeah. <laughs> have you not work, but also like, Start, start nannying kids or something like that so that we could afford to live. Yeah, like it was just some scary stuff. So Lee and I have been, I think, more short with each other than we ever have been in our marriage um, in the last like four months. Just like less patient with each other. Yeah. And I'll tell you guys, it, it really does like make a huge difference if you just, because we have the kids around all the time, obviously. And I do notice a huge difference in our relationship if we get two hours by ourselves and not at night. We're tired at night when the kids are down. That's a completely different thing. If we get two hours out having dinner, we can eat a meal. We can enjoy ourselves. Mm-hmm. We can actually enjoy each other's company. Yeah. That makes a huge difference mm-hmm. in our relationship. For the week. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And so be able to like go on a date. Yeah. We're just I know I've said it a few times, but it's been a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> the last few weeks. We really we've really uh, done way too much and we knew it going into maternity leave before we had Callum. I knew that I would be applying for this job and that we would maybe be moving and that we would be having a child. And we knew that all those things were happening at the same time. None of those things are something that we chose at a specific time. I didn't choose when the job opening came up. We didn't choose exactly the date that Callum would come. We didn't choose that also be happening when our lease our ended. Our lease would end and we would have to give 90 days notice so that we would have to move out. Like, obviously, we chose to buy a house this year and not five years ago. But everything just fell into place in the exact way it did. And if we could have had a choice about it, it would we wouldn't have done that. We would have spaced it all out. Like, we did, a Leah lot. said this before, but to me, not necessarily on the podcast, but like, she has this fake um, statistic. I don't know where she found it, but 
or I thought about it, but you said like the most stressful things in life or something like that. Remember that thing you always say? The most stressful things in life are uh, having a kid, having a kid, starting a job, and buying a house. Oh, and, really, though? And getting a divorce. And we're doing all four. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I know that buying a house is on that list and getting a divorce. <laughs> I don't know if that's Those true. are the two that I know for a factor on that list, but I'm a Google. Well. But it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It really does. And maybe that's what, why divorce is on that list, too, is because you do all three and then it leads to a divorce, like the next thing. Maybe. No. No, it won't, Leah. No, definitely not. We're not getting a divorce, fam. Everything's fine. Just because I say Lee and I have been at each other a little more doesn't mean we're like. Don't worry, kids. Each Mommy other. and daddy. Yeah, we still love each other. other. It's just we've been more, less patient. So it's something that we have to like. Just like psychologically, we are both completely fried. Mm-hmm. Mentally, emotionally. Yeah, so I think it's just something that we. Now that we like, we know that we verbalize it. Some, you know, sometimes it's like just needing to say, I think, and, and what we need. And like, we just need to like talk to each other and be more of like, hey, I need this or I need to do this and be patient with each other and just know that we are undergoing a ton of stress and therefore we need to give each other a lot more grace and understand that we are going to have moments of like frustration. But. <laughs> Hey, so, yeah. I found it. Do you guys want to know what the five? Yes. <laughs> um, death of a loved one. Death of a loved one. Divorce. Divorce. Moving. Moving. We did that. Major illness. That makes sense. Okay. That we was didn't have that. Honest. Job loss. Okay. We, we got a job. So we only have one of those. So we only have one of those. So we're basically a bunch of babies. <laughs> yeah. Our life is fine. Honestly, though, okay. So I, we, I probably want. I should say this at the there end. There are a few ways to think to look at our last year. No, no, no. And I do want to like. I do want to say this before we go because we are like being babies, but at the same time, like acknowledge the fact. I think that we that this is a lot of stress. But I've said this to Lee before. Like this stress isn't necessarily the stress that like is negative or right it's not like an illness right it's not negative or bad stress this is all stressful and it's and it leads to like increased frustration or anxiety those things but these are stresses that are leading to good things like we are stressed about the fact that leah we have to now make um the change in our own life in order to accommodate a new job where there's additional income, like a better job like with benefits. Better income, better benefits, better family values, better opportunity. Right. Like, And then same thing with the house, too. It's like we're stressed out because of a move and a financial investment. But we're moving into a house where now we, we have equity and we're gaining more equity. And we're going to now have an asset. To and we're paying like, our own mortgage every month yeah. instead of someone else's. And it has a huge yard where the boys can grow up and play. Yeah. And we have a baby. The other stress is Callum and adding that to our family. Well, now we have another son. And the love and the benefit that he's providing to us and our family and, like, the amount of joy. The amount of cuteness. 
Yeah. So within all of these stresses, more like than that, this is all good stress. Like it's stressful, I guess, to experience right now. And we are being babies in a lot of ways. And we have to not only like I was just talking about with like needing to um, give each other grace and 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 stuff like that. But like when we're feeling those stresses to like remind ourselves and we've talked about this before, but like remind ourselves the good stuff. So like not just focus on like I'm at my new job. This is hard. This sucks. My boys are at daycare. But like talking about, hey, now like reframing it that day to be like, what's good? about this like I have a new job and I have benefits and my boys are at a at a house where they're being loved on and you know and like um you know by someone who has a lot of energy and is recharged and able to yeah love on them instead of and, and me be able right. to come home like excited and energized and recharged able to love on them for the rest of their day right. you know so all of those things, like we have so much good. So I don't want to leave it on like a bad, like, oh, feel boohoo, feel sorry for us for all these good things that are happening. Because a lot of people like lost stuff during COVID and didn't, can't buy a home still. And and there's all these things that people are struggling with, you know, and so I don't want to like make it sound like we have the Our worst stresses. Our problems are real, first real word, pro- first world problems. Right. But they still are our problems and they're things that cause us real anxiety and real stress and so i do want to still acknowledge all that and and like like people who are struggling just because your stress or struggle isn't because you like you don't have to i don't know you shouldn't always have to compare your stress and your struggle to other people's stress and struggle in order to validate your own stress and struggle right. like you can have validation in your own stress in your own struggle and still validate other people's stress you don't have to compare it to be like oh okay well you shouldn't be able to feel bad about that in your own life because of this. So yeah. if you're struggling with something, you should be able to struggle through that and also potentially enjoy some of the benefits of coming through that struggle. So anyways. But I started a new job. The boys are at daycare. We moved into our house. What is this? Anything else? No. I don't know. We can. And we... We're done. We did it. We got through this stage, which has been horrible. <laughs> now it's the recovery from the stage. Yeah. So yeah, we'll um we'll let you know how everything's going, and we will be back in one month. Yeah. Sorry, it's such a long episode. It's like an hour. And so 20 yeah, minutes. but I mean, yeah, an hour and twenty minutes. Because of this, though, you can see like how much was going. This is the reason we didn't record a podcast yeah. because. We had a new baby. We, we had these trying to survive. Yeah, okay. literally. We had applying for jobs and finding a house and and going and looking for lots of houses was the other thing. And and um, yeah, just all, like taking care of the two kids and, and stuff like that. And now that and and some people who have kids know how it is, but I mean, it's like now we're getting to the point where Callum's in a lot more of a rhythm where he does go to sleep at eight instead of like just mm-hmm. being up twenty four seven. Just kind yeah, of like he's randomly. in a lot more of a schedule. So. Asher's in a good schedule. We're doing yeah, better. So much more better. It's a lot, but mm-hmm. as Leah says, okay. it's a lot. All right, but we're on our way up. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in a month. We'll see you later. <laughs>